Supercoach Professionals podcast. The teams are in. It's time to talk some real fair income supercoach. I am Paulie G. Paul Grzadka with you, as always, uh, recording on a Tuesday night. Ryan MS is with us for this very important week where we've got a lot to digest. How are you, mate? Yeah, pretty good. Happy Christmas. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Mate, we've really just got to get straight into the show. I know that in the, I want to say one thing, and that is the app is out for Apple. So, you know, if you if you haven't been noticing the tweets and the Facebook messages, it is out. I'm sure we're going to be referencing a lot in this show because there's just so much to get through. Let's start with the team, um, the team lists, and then we'll we'll sort of go through it as much as we can, and then we might sort of point out the real cheapies are real bargains talk a little bit of predictor and then answer your tweets um we've also got our predictions for premiers runners up and wouldn't spend we love to do that every year right for the end of the show all right uh dragons the broncos not a lot of surprises here ryan um start with the dragons a couple of things we should talk about mcdonald um and nightingale named on the wings like last year but they've switched positions so nightingale now will play on the left uh, on the right, sorry, McDonald on the left. Now, that's that might upset things a little bit. I know that the predictors bearing out Corey Oates have a big game um, because he's picked on the left wing usually against McDonald. Um, if it would have been last year, would have said absolutely. It could change somewhat. It's hard to know how much emphasis to put it on McDonald and, and how much to put it on the other combinations as well on that right side. And so we've tried to sort of mix and match that and, and, and average it out. Still, still noticing Corey Oates very high on the predictor. Um, Tarek Sims beat out um, Luciana Leilua. Leilua's still named on the bench. Ryan, I'm a bit worried about this as a trap. Um, he had a very poor charity shield. He, look, he's got the the, uh, the size, I guess, you'd think, to make it, and he's very cheap. But we've noticed today actually quite a few cheapies have been named around the place that we maybe didn't expect, and, and it's really <laughs> thrown up a, a few curveballs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll cover off um, those cheapies that are named um, as we go through the list. Um, Leilua, I thought, was a big chance to start. But, yeah, that poor um, charity shield game um, seems to have cost him. Um, he's still a good price and he may end up, you know, there at some stage. He should get be... Yeah, he should still get 30-odd minutes. But yeah. I just – even when he was out there, like, there wasn't a lot of sort of – stats going his way so the ppm could be quite low and then it's 30 and then there's some other guys that might be tuning out 50 plus minutes um that have come sort of out of left field and, and they're the similarly priced yeah exactly right zach lomax named on in the 21 so if you liked lomax a lot from the pre-season as i did i'm probably still tempted to keep him on my center and winger bench just because we saw what Matt Dufty did um, coming into um, last year. It took him ages to get in, really, and at fullback, it's not so easy to hold a player. But at centre and wing, you, can't, you could do it for some of the season. So, you know, maybe when an injury or two hits, I mean, Kurt Mann's above him on the pecking order still. So, you know, it's a bit risky. But but if you're just looking for someone, he's a dual-position player. There's, there's something to like there. Um, Ryan, I know you're a big fan of Matt Dufty. It's really him um, and maybe DeBellin and Vaughan. Uh, what about James Graham? Is there any any sort of point in going him? I mean, Dragons look like they're pretty much avoids, really. Yeah, apart from the players you mentioned, I think they pretty much are. With Graham, you're going to get what you got um, with the dogs, which was, like, solid. Like it's maybe two years ago with yeah. the dogs, or yeah, three years just- ago. It's just like solid, Step um, you know, like, like you know, fifty points, I guess, maybe fifty plus. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a base statathon for um, for James. And with Debellin and Vaughan chewing up minutes, 
you know, and, and they, look, they don't have a strong bench. Armale's a good player, but the likes of Lelua and Selly might not see the field much. Kurt Mann's really just covering his depth. So the, all three of them, DeBell and Vaughan and Graham, could end up chewing up most of those middle third minutes. It's one we're just going to have to watch. The Broncos have main, named Jermaine Asako on the wing, and I think it's probably fairly safe with Corey Oates wanting to move into the back row, and it didn't work out because I guess the likes of Jack Bird injured. Um, maybe Asako is going to stay there even when Bird comes back. Yeah, well, that's the that's a um, thought that um, you know more than a couple of people have been having, um, given that yeah, uh, with Bird that sitting there, you got Kahu's playing centre. You'd imagine Kahu's going to go to one wing, um, and with Corey Oates being his size um, and apparently not going too badly in trials in, in that position at least, um, he might end up there. Uh, I, I, knowing Wayne Bennett. Uh, yeah, it's just unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Dido, there was rumours he'd be picked at hooker, but he's been named at prop. So, you know, figure that one out with McCulloch in uh, at hooker. And Alex Glenn's been playing pretty well of late. You know, last year he was pretty good, got the contract extension. So it's going to be hard for Oates to push his way into the back row unless there's an injury. Matt Lodge, a lot of controversy over this. We've talked, we've covered it off every week in the preseason podcast, so not too much more to say. Basically, if he's already in your lineup, then you don't have a problem with it. If he's not in your lineup, the, the stuff that's come out the past week probably confirms that you don't want him in your lineup purely for moral reasons. But the reality is, he's been named in the starting lineup. He's very, very cheap. I think he's 212. It's going to be hard to leave him out. Um, Tavita Pangai, there was rumours he'd start at prop. It hasn't happened. Still worried about his minutes, Ryan. Um, Corbin Sims also on the bench. Maguire's going to play big minutes. Pangai might still only get that 30-minute power play. But I guess, you know, he's still cheap. Maybe there's there's a chance. You could take a chance on him, but it would be a risk. Yeah, a definite risk. Um, just looking at the players there, they've got there, um, there's a lot of minutes taken up by a lot of guys. Um, yeah. And look, I mean, Tide is obviously, I think this is his last season, I believe. So his minutes are going to decrease, but can't be by too much because um, Tide keeps himself uh, pretty fit and can play a lot of minutes if he has to. And given that they've got Offhand Goway. Uh... Yeah, he could also also come into it. The keepers of Milford and and. Maguire and Roberts potentially, but there's no obvious ones there. Um, looking at the Knights Manly game, as expected, a lot of those Newcastle players um, being named um, that have come in over the off season: Caelan Ponga at fullback, Tauta Moga in the centres, Connor Watson and Mitchell Pearce at the halves, Aidan Guerra is accompanying Lachlan Fitzgibbon on the edges. That's going to be good for Fitzgibbon. A guy I really like. Um, well, the Slade Griffin as well. He plays two positions. Um, he's been named a starting hooker with Brock Lamb on the bench, not Danny Levi. But it's Herman S.A.S.A. starting prop. Very affordable. 350, I think he is. He's got a chance to go up quite a bit, Ryan. Um, he should get some good um, base stats there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he does. He's a year's 350. And he's, yeah, he looks like he's going to get, um, you know, probably, you know, 45, 50 minutes. I, I think that's a pretty good... Um, pretty good stint for him and at that price um if you're looking to spend elsewhere then i think he's a very decent um you know mid-ranger connor watson people probably jumped off that bandwagon a little bit but looking now with the predictor which you can get on the app as as of when you're listening to this podcast um it's saying connor watson against manly you know it's flashing flashing green go so either you you buy into him and you get him now or or you're off him and don't take that game into account because this is going to be one of his best chances of a high-scoring game in round one. So you're either on him from the start or um, you're just going to have to, to wear that opening big, potential big score. If he does if he does land a 70 or an 80 or even higher in this first game, I probably wouldn't rush him in. Uh, I think if, there's, if you're really 50-50 about it, I think you start him before round one because I think this matchup really suits and he might, you know, get a good, nice kick to start your season. Manly, all the signs out of that game up and in Gosford, Ryan, is, is it's all about Jake Jaborovic. He was outstanding. He's playing um, a bit like a ball player slash ball runner. We've seen a few of the locks do that um, over the last few years, guys like DeBellin and Merrin, but um, Jake 
T is doing it more so perhaps than any of them and he's just got so much class. His brother, he's got that innate ability uh, and, you know, the signals between the two that just, you know, sort of like the War Brothers, you know, in cricket, um, they just seem to be able to connect with each other. Um, the two Dvorovic's for mine are two that have to be in the lineup, even though they are very highly priced. Yeah, they are, and it's tough to fit them both in, um, depending where you got them. But having Jake play a bit more ball playing, I think, probably to take the pressure off Lachlan Croker. Yes. Um, it's um, going to make, if you've got him in your team, he's gonna, his base stats are great, regardless, because he does a lot of work. But, geez, if he, um, if he starts ball playing and starts putting some, um, putting some people away... Um, it's going to skyrocket a little bit. Uh, the I guess the downside is if Manly do um, do end up uh, you know leading it leading a game by a fair bit, um, then perhaps that kind of work rate for Trubovich, the ball playing may um, may go down um, it, and might revert it's back such to a weak, just the standard. It's such a weak bench. Any game that they're they're in, he's going to have to play eighty. I think um, guys like Lewis Brown, Sean Lyon. Kelapai Tanganoa's got a chance. That's a guy maybe looking at as a cheapie. Adam Fanua Blake starting with no Darcy Lassick round one. That's a guy that's good value. Um, Joel Thompson's got the back row position, so there's no real obvious cheapie there. Goshevsky left in the 21, and that's it. Obviously, you mentioned Lachlan Kroger. He's a must-have because um, he's going to be starting and, and playing um, in, in that half role um, for quite a while, so he should build up points Hopefully quickly, but even if it's slowly, you know, he will make money for you. Um, looking at the next game now, Cowboys-Sharks. Um, the Cowboys, well, they look pretty strong with Thurston back, uh, Scott back, McLean's come up, come up from Melbourne. He'll start at prop. Um, Ethan Lowe's always gone well early in the year, so he could be an interesting one. Taumalolo, well, the matchups are tough, but maybe that means, Ryan, he's going to, have to play extra minutes, you know, and 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 take more hit ups to try to get the victories early on. So it's not, just because those are tough matchups, a guy like Tamalolo might actually even do better than his average. Um, that's what we often bears out with guys like him and Gallon. That the tougher the matchup, the the better they go. And as you mentioned before with Jake T, you know, if it's close, well, they've got to keep on. They've got to stay on the park. So there's some interesting yeah. ones there. And you're actually targeting a few Cowboys players as keepers, so you may as well um, give your reasons uh, for that. Yeah, well, look, obviously got, I've got JT and I've got um, Morgan and I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go the pair there because um, I just think they're both, uh, you know, either side of the ruck players. Um, they can either link up or, you know, or play as the single receiver on either side. So I, I think all the... Clearly, all the play comes from those two guys. Um, the other guy who I'm going to take a, a chance on is Ben Hampton. He's playing fullback for this game. Um, Lachlan Coote is out with a hamstring injury. Um, the Cowboys aren't looking to um, to sign Coote up again. So I'm, I just have an inkling if Hampton does manage to have a really good game, Coote may find it pretty difficult to make his way back into the side. Um, the other... What position are you going to put him in, 5'8", or fullback? Because obviously he's a dual position player, but with so many yeah. good players in these positions, that it's a tough one where you slot him in at 5'8", or is he... A, is yeah, he a yeah, he's definitely yeah, going to okay. sit in there at 5'8". He's very affordable, um, for me, Yeah, and he is very affordable. That's the reason why um, it gives me more money to play with um, elsewhere. Uh, I'm just thinking also with uh, uh, Martin on the bench in the 14, I'm thinking does... Does he disappear if Hampton, um, if Coots fit, and then does Hampton go to the bench? Yeah, surely. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a bit of there's a bit of a a risk with um, Hampton there, but I'm prepared to um, you know, burn a burn a trade early if I have to. Um, but yeah, that's the risk I'm going to take for this round one. Javid Bowen's been named um, with Kane Lennett out injured. Antonio Winterstein. He didn't have a good supercoach year last year, well below his average, another value guy. If you've got above um, the base left and you've got only one position left in centre and winger, um, don't sleep on Antonio Winnerstein. He should make around 50, maybe even 100,000 um, by the middle of the year. So, you know, if you're just looking to make a few dollars, he could be a good choice as well. The Sharks, obviously the new buys, Dugan and Moreland, will be closely watched. Sione Katawa has been named on the right wing. He's already in everyone's lineups. 
He's a lock and load there. Um, some of you may be starting him in round one because you may be light on in the centre and wingers, although with Asako being named, Corey Thompson being named, it might change things a little bit. Um, the keepers, Paul Gallen. Origin's so different this year, it's probably not going to be as big a deal um, about picking guys that don't play Origin. But we saw what Gallen did last year. It's going to be hard to leave him out from round one and rather probably see what he does. Um, Fafita probably a bit riskier, but maybe as a point of difference as well. Um, hard to really see too many else though here, Ryan. You know, last year we had Braley, of course, but he's now up in price. No obvious options except for Katoa and maybe those a couple of cheap uh, cheapies. Yeah, look, Katoa's um, the clear. Um, must have because he's the cheapy um, and he's going to play the 80 minutes and he looks pretty good when he's out there. Um, and you mentioned Gallon and Fafita. They're the two big um, point scorers. wouldn't discount someone like Wade Graham either, but once again, uh, it, the price it, the price of most of the Sharks players is pretty prohibitive to have you know um, more than one or two of, two of them in your side. Tigers and, and the Roosters, um, as I said before, Corey Thompson named on the wing. David Nofaluma, a bit of a shock dropping. We're not. We're hearing um, some people saying it's due to off-field. Other people are saying it's on-field related. We're not going to know more tonight, but we should know more by the time it, they kick off. Thompson was very good. Lola here, maybe lucky to keep his spot at fullback. That one's still to look at. Thompson's not the most expensive, so maybe you're looking at him. Um, Robbie Rocco's been named in the second row, Ryan. He probably... Uh, he's With Cheekham on the bench, he's probably not going to play 80 like most edge um, forwards in the NRL play 80, but the Tigers last year um, rotated their edge men, and they'll probably do the same again this year under Cleary. But still, Robbie Rocco, 50, 60 minutes, um, could be good value. Yeah, well, we mentioned him, um, I think it was last show, um, and about playing him and, I mean, an R-ing, and I said if he's starting, then he'd play him. And so, uh, yeah, he's starting. So I, I reckon you're going to have to play him because he's going to get through a fair bit of work. He's a um, I would, Yeah. Um, I would guarantee that, um, yeah, that he's going to get that, at, at the very least, the 60 minutes um, if, you know, Provided he doesn't get injured or anything like that. Yeah, touch wood. He's had a horror run the last couple of years. Peter Godinay has been a surprise choice in the dummy half role. He's two sixteen thousand. He plays two positions, including hooker. If you're not sold on the Raiders situation and you've got a little bit more money than the base, you may look at him above Havili. I think the fact that Craig Garvey, a bit of a spoiler alert here, we haven't got to the Raiders yet, but Garvey not named in the 17, probably means Havili outranks Godinay at this stage. And I'm thinking, Ryan, that Taylor will end up starting at dummy half and Eisenhuth, who's been named as number 17, will play lock for the start and then Godinay will come on after the first 20 anyway. So still probably Havili, um, even if he plays less minutes because Blake Austin will get to that. Um, there's a whole scenario there with, with Aiden Caesar moving to hooker, Blake Austin starting from the bench that's going to play out there. But um, it's it is it, it's pretty close between Godinay and Avili, and even um, you know there might even be be a couple of other options there for a more expensive backup hooker like a Damien Cook that we'll get to when we talk about Souths. Yeah, well, it's I, I guess with uh, Godinay, um, you're probably right in that um, Taylor's probably going to start at the nine. I mean, that's what happened last season when there was. You know, a question mark on who was starting um, at nine, and then yeah, God knows, would probably get some time after that. All right, um, Roosters. James Tedesco. I think he's going to be in a lot of people's lineups, and with due good reason. Mitch Cornish, a surprise pick at five eight, but Luke Keary is in the twenty one, so he could still end up there. Some people keying on Latrell Mitchell, Ryan. Um, probably not the worst option. Not sure about the goal-kicking. Takiyaho is another guy people like at the right price. Um, it's probably a little bit risky. It's hard to know exactly what the Roosters would do this year, but I think they'll be quite strong. And with Dylan Napa on the bench and Takiyaho named a prop, that could be enough to, to get him in there. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm, I think Takiyaho is a, um, a big chance to um, go pretty well this year. Um, especially he's going to kick goals for them when he's on the field. Um, so you'd imagine he's going to play 
a majority of the minutes when he's off the field. Uh, you mentioned Latrell Mitchell. Um, he's probably going to be second string kicker. Mm. Um, and so that, uh, to me, if you've got both of those guys, you've got the Roosters covered. Latrell Mitchell's going to get you some points um, attacking because if he if he uh, you know starts off this season um, like he did the early early parts of his career, then um, he'll do. Yeah, he'll do quite well for you. And Takayaho will give you the base stats with the goal kicking on top of that. Souths v the Warriors, that game, um, obviously the first of the doubleheader at Perth. Um, Alex Johnson's been named at fullback. So Dane Gagai might have gone fullback. You know, we still don't know. that The ribs, they're saying he's past fit, but I guess there's still a chance. Maybe Hunt, who's been named in the 21, or even Doherty. Come into the centres. Gagai goes to fullback. Richard Kennar, I think either way, he's a pretty good option uh, to have somewhere in your 25. There's some good value in the centre and wingers as it's turned out um, after the names of these teams. So it probably isn't absolutely critical. But Souths looked pretty good in that um, Charity Shield game where they threw the ball around a bit. So probably Kennar is 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 a good option there. Um, Sam Burgess named ahead of Cameron Murray at lock. This is an interesting one. I think Sam Burgess now probably you're getting him in your lineup because he's he has that little discounted price. Because remember at the end of last year, he, you know, he was a little bit in, knocked up, a little bit injured, didn't play all the time. He minutes played a bit of edge, and he just kind of didn't get the super coach points. So now you're really cashing in. I think Ryan uh, getting him at a good value. Uh, he's a must own, but. Um, Murray on the bench, I know he's still quite affordable at 394, but does this turn you off him or do you think he's still still going to um, be a good buy? Uh, look, I, I think it does it does um, make me wary of grabbing him. Um, I'd like to see how many minutes he's going to play. Uh, that would that would help decide, especially at his price. If yeah. He's only, yeah. If he's not getting the minutes... Um, you know, quality minutes that you need, then he's a no. But, yeah, you're just not going to know, obviously. You could, um, you could just know that you might have to burn a trade to bring him in if he's had two good games um, Yep. rather than own him from the start because it might take a few games for him to build up to it. And there's a guy on the bench called uh, Junior Tateola who came from the West Tigers who's you know, base price also on the bench. He's not going to get the minutes Murray will. But, you know, he's going to be so much cheaper. So you could make that swap there. And then you've got Damien Cook. We were just talking about hookers before. And backup hookers, he's in the 300,000s. So you could upgrade your backup hooker and downgrade one of your second rollers to a, to an out-and-out cheapie, you know. Might be the way to go. Yeah, exactly right. You could shuffle the shuffle the deck a little bit and, um, you know, end up with some money for a position that you want to double down on. Even in the fourth out of the one team, South Sydney, the Warriors we like <laughs> we like Peter Hiku um, playing in right centre in outside Tohu Harris, who's been moved to the right. Um, but he's not the only one here. A few a few names have popped up. Ligay Sow has been named at lock, and Isaiah Papali has been named second row. Now I must said last year Papali got named and then didn't end up starting. So yeah, Pulu on the bench, yeah, a follower as well. That could change. I do like Sam Cook. Um, I think the likes of Watson and even you've mentioned Hampton earlier might push Cook out because as a 5'8", uh, it's cheap. Yeah, if he was hooker, it'd be a different story. But he looks like a young Isaac Luke, and he's going he's gonna to back him up. So he's got the potential, even in a 20-minute stint, to put up 30, 40 supercoach points. And then, obviously, if stuff happens and he gets more minutes, well, the sky's the limit. Um, a lot of upside in Cook. Maybe you're just putting him on your watch list. Um, but, yeah, the likes of, um, especially Ligo Sal, that's going to be hard to, to leave him out um, in your lineups, Ryan, because he should get 50 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Um, he's look at, looking at that team. He, he's got to play some, um, some good minutes there, um, given what they're showing us. And yeah. um, at 192, that's, yeah, that's really, really tempting. Well, Mannering's out for um, a month, so that's right. Sal should get plenty of opportunity. And even if he's only in there until Mannering gets back, um, he's going to make money. Yeah. So, yeah, you're kind of in a win-win situation if you pick him. 
The other game over at Perth is Bulldogs v Storm. Not a lot of surprises in these two games. Um, as far as the teams are concerned, Marshall King's been named on the bench for the Bulldogs. So you'll be looking at that um, because I guess... I don't think he'll get a lot of minutes. He's probably more cover. And another guy who could fill in at hooker, but he's not... He's a dual position, but not at hooker for Supercoach. Um, for Talon Mariner will be an interesting one because he's had... Um, He's looked pretty good in the in the in the first trial anyway. The one he played in three ten, not ridiculous in price, um, but it's probably hard to know what what the dogs are going to do, Ryan, and and hard to really to to key on any of these guys. I think. Yeah, look, they're a hard team to really pick this year. You just don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, they picked up Foreign and Woods, um, but um, Foreign, yeah, it doesn't. You know, he, he's a guy that needs a good a, a good foil, and is is Matt Frawley that foil for him? Yeah, um, he's never he's never been super coach relevant for no, him. Really, he played I mean, he had one, a few good games yeah. at Parramatta. Yeah, and a few um, at Parramatta, and super, a few at the Warriors, I guess. But Manly, yeah. he was always very low in the super coach scores, despite the fact he was integral to their good performances. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just one of those things where. Um, we'll have to wait and see how the uh, Bulldogs attack forms. Yeah. I mean, the defence will probably be the best part under Dean Pay, you would think, um, if he's yeah, playing styles and him yeah. to go by. Um, Melbourne have, with no Slater or Hughes, have moved Munster to fullback. Interesting, a very light on in the halves. Riley Jacks partnering Brody Croft. I still like Croft. I mean, he's got even more responsibility now. Um, I just think at his price, he's going to end up much like Nathan Cleary in his debut season, so get in now. Asopa Solomona has got the start over Tim Glasby, so that will have a few people licking their lips. He's very good at the PPMs, uh, very good for your daily leagues, that's for sure. Cameron Smith, well, no Brandon Smith named anywhere in the 21, so he'll definitely play 80, and he's definitely got to be in your team as well. And I guess then you're looking at the likes of Dale Fanuke and or Jesse Bromwich. Felice Cafusi had an outstanding year last year, Ryan, and the Bulldogs were very weak against um, right-edge forwards last season. It could be different this year with a few changes, but still, maybe Felice Cafusi starts with a big game, even if that if you're just playing Moneyball, <laughs> you're thinking about <laughs> Well, yeah, if you're playing Moneyball, he's, he's definitely a, an option, but I think supercoach-wise, I think for me, and given uh, what he might put out, outlaying 5.30 is is a fair chunk um, on, a, on someone I'm not 100% on. Having said that, um, it wouldn't surprise me if he absolutely blitzed at this this round. The Croft, it's going to be interesting because Croft, you know, I'm invested in Croft as one of my halfbacks. And, um, you know, it would be that combination, seeing how that pans out. That's really the key there. Um, the Panthers for the Eels and obviously James Maloney moving to the foot of the mountains. I think that's going to really dictate how Penrith go in attack. A lot of people are anti-Penrith. Um, they're getting a lot of bad press, a lot of bad publicity. I went out and saw them in person. Um, I was happy with what I saw. I'm happy with Trent Merrin. I, I'm happy with Ville Kikau. I think Kikau has got to be in your team. Um, he's got the starting role at left edge. Um, there's a lot of guys that can play on the edge that could come on for him, so he probably won't get 80 minutes. Harawira Naira, Moses Leota are both named in on the bench. Even Fisher-Harris, although I think Fisher-Harris has permanently moved to the middle now. Dallin Watini-Zelezniak has been named on the wing ahead of um, Christian Crichton, which actually is a good thing, because I think Crichton would have been a trap, especially now some of these other guys have been named. Um... So it's probably really, if you if you dislike Penrith, you're probably staying away, but I think Kikau is still there. And if you like them, maybe Merrin and Cleary are, are options. Um, Parramatta, they're one of the teams I think that are you know, going to go very well this year. Um, named a, a, a side that we expected, Jared Hayne in the centres, Bevan French at fullback. Um, Nathan Brown at lock. He'll probably play some hooker because... Um, Case of Pritchard has been named in the 21, but not the 17. So Cameron King probably won't play the full 80. And with the bench of Scott, Takarangi, Matungi and Evans, um, there'll probably be a high rotation there in the forwards. So 
Brown, I, I think he'll play 80, but I think some of that will be at dummy half, so that might just take away a few of his points. Still should get you know, well above 70, maybe even 80. The predictor has him in the mid-80s, but I think, again, not being able to split out that dummy half, you might want to just knock 5 or 10 off that, just in the knowledge that he'll probably spend some time in there. Um, any other keepers that you like from 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 there, Ryan? Um, we're going to talk a bit about Daniel Alvaro later, so maybe we'll save that for the tweets, but you know, are you comfortable with Nathan Brown? Um, yeah, look, I am. Uh, given what he puts in, if he's going to fill in um, for for some minutes um, at, in the nine, um, I don't think it's going to take a, a hell of a lot away from him. He'll still um, get the tackles, the... just not the um, that's right. two-point hit-ups and, and potential of offloads. Yeah, well, that's right. And, he, in, yeah, you never know what the, what the structure is going to be. Um, they do have... They do have some options that could possibly pop in there in, a, in attack. So he may well, may well, hit up, may well end up there. We saw him do it a bit last year. Cameron King would play 70 minutes. So Brown's really only going in there the last 10 when King's just yep. you know, exhausted and, and then Brown plays 80, you know. So I don't know if you really lose that much. If, if that wasn't going to be the case, maybe Brown came off in the 70th minute, you know, if King played 80. So I don't know if you really lose anything. Um yep. The Titans v. the Raiders, a few changes, obviously, for the Gold Coast. Bryce Cartwright's the big one playing lock. Leilani Latu and Jairo, both named in the starting lineup. You've got to look closely at all three of them, I think. I don't think Gold Coast are going to have a good year. Um, a bit of a spoiler alert for looking looking to our, our last part of the show where we <laughs> talk about wooden spooners. But those guys are very affordable, so maybe you're, you're thinking about them. But um, really, it's hard to, to look at anything else. Maybe Ryan James... Ryan, he's picked on the edge. Uh, maybe there's yep. an upside there. No, look, uh, Ryan James, I, I like um, on the edge. I think it looks like he's going to be a bit more um, maybe expansive with it, in it, with his game and also um, running at slightly uh, smaller people. Um, he does have a fair um, fair turn of speed for a big guy. Um, and he is captain this year as well, so that might... Um, Give him a bit more of a boost during the game, uh, but I think he is a he's a definite um, option that you you not I'm not going to say you must have him in there, but he's he's certainly going to be um, you know in your top five if you're thinking about putting him in. Yeah, because he's he's done well in the past, super coach wise, like really well, and he had a down year last year. So you know, there's there's he's not on a lot of people's radars, but that's probably that's probably because people are forgetting that he was such a big supercoach performer only a couple of years ago. Um, the Raiders, some, I guess, uh, clarity around their situation. Craig, Gar- uh, Craig Garvey not named in the 17. He's 20, named number 21, so Havili um, there. But we kind of expected this would happen because of what we saw in the trial via the Bulldogs. Sam Williams starting, Blake Austin off the bench, and Austin will go into left half and Caesar will move into dummy half. So Havili's not going to get 80 minutes. But he might get 50. And at, fi- and at 50 minutes, that's enough, I think, to be a very safe bet. Um, unless you're going Damien Cook um, as your backup hooker, that's really probably where it lies at the moment. Got an A probably a step below that. We talked a bit about him before. Um, hard to look at a lot of keepers here, Ryan. The Raiders have got a good draw early, so maybe some of their back line, but it's a concern with the issue with their halves how they're going to create enough opportunity for the likes of Crocolalua Rapana or Rapana, I think, is he going by this year, um, <laughs> to get the, uh, you know, get those super coach points. I mean, that's really, it's going to be a risk. If you go all in on Raiders um, because of the draw and, you know, for game one, the Titans cause a bit of an upset up at, at home at the Gold Coast. You know, there's no Josh Hodgson. The side kind of revolves around him. I mean, they've got to be the biggest unknown this year, don't they, the Raiders? Yeah, I think they are. Um, they definitely are, especially with their nine seven six situation um, that they've got going on. As you said, yeah, you just don't know how they're going to give their guys um, the space to work. Um, you know, obviously Caesar, Austin, Williams can all 
you know, pass the ball and all that, but it's got to do with combinations and all that kind of thing. Um, a real, I guess you're not going to call him a pod, but he's also an option if you've got a little bit of cash and you're looking to uh, give your um, give your team a little bit of a, somewhere to go. Um, got Sam Williams, starting halfback, but he's also a dual position player, super coach, so he can also fit in um, in the hooking role. In two fifty, yeah, another another option. We had none all pre-season. Yeah, we were crying out for some, and now we've got um, what three or four. Yeah, Crazy. he's just sitting there. Slade Griffin's uh, available look, for the Knights. It might, yeah, and, yeah, it's Slade Griffin because he looks like he's going to play a fair bit of um. Danny Levi hasn't well. even got uh, a fair bit of a role well. there. So, yeah, there's a lot of them <laughs> out of the blue. Suddenly yep. we've got different problems. We didn't have enough. There'll be it's good in a way because we'll have some points of differences now. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's a lot a of the lineups thing. would have been very similar in those top teams. Um, can you rank any of these cheapies, the real cheapies, um, in the forwards? Like the backs are a bit more obvious because we've talked about the guys like Katoa all season, Asako. I think everyone, you know, anywhere you read or look. On them, but what about these forwards? What about a guy like Liggy Sow, as opposed to Ville Kikau? Um, you know, what are you looking yeah. at? Some of these bench guys like Tatola, you know, um, they even bothering yeah, look, with those because we've had these starters picked, you know. Yeah, look, I, th- I think Kikau um, is probably one of your one of your top guys. Um, look, he's going to start the game. He's probably going to play some decent minutes. And um, last season, we saw what he can do. Um, he runs a good line, um, knows how to knows how to run run a line, and he's obviously working off two um, two very good ball players in Maloney and Cleary. Um, so he'll be sitting out there getting some um, good service. Um, the guy who we didn't mention a lot of, well, we did mention him before, was Mark Nichols um, for the Rabbits. Yeah, and that's a guy I probably should have mentioned um, when we read out the team list because he's starting prop. Yeah, he's starting prop. He's 192. He's a dual position player. It's funny, so, when he went to Melbourne, I was, because he did quite well at the Raiders, I thought with limited opportunity, and I was really keen yeah, to did. see what Bellamy would do with him, and I was like right on him, uh, and he just, it never, you know, didn't even didn't get, get to the chance, point where yeah. he could, you could talk about him on this show, but I was certainly had him on, in, and now he's just suddenly turned up out of nowhere, and maybe Anthony Seabold, a no-name coach sort of thing maybe he likes to have a few no-name players you know just roll up the sleeves yeah, and well, do it and I don't know I just I, I sometimes you, you gotta you gotta have the opportunity obviously but you see the talent some of these guys they're good players but we've kind of seen them before and then there's others like Nichols who looked pretty good when he had those limited opportunities with Canberra Maybe he hits 300,000, 300 plus, makes you some good money by sort of early mid season. I think yeah, I, I'd probably, I'd probably agree with you. I'd probably have him ahead of a few of these others. We'll go, we'll go into the tweets because these will, um, these will kind of, um, or we'll get the tweets, just go through the predictor first, but then we can sort of talk about this a little bit more detail as well because some good questions coming up. Um, but just quickly about the predictor, um, it is. Um, the app is online now um, for Apple has been Google a couple of weeks you've got the dominator there but not the predictor now the teams have been named now we're unleashing it early thing early players we like Daniel Tupa of course against the Tigers but no no for Luma he's come up against take that into account Tommy Tabrovic uh, we know what he can do against the Knights they were poor uh, you know they've been poor for a while let's face it super coach wise um, so great opportunity for Tommy T, Paul Vaughan, Paul Gallen right up there. Sometimes um, when in tougher games, tougher teams like the Broncos, who the Dragons are playing, like the Cowboys, who the Sharks are playing, that's good when you're those big-time forwards. I know we mentioned that a bit earlier. Um, Cherry Evans right up there again against the Knights. Brody Croft, well, <laughs> you know what I think of, of him. Corey Oates, um, big game left wing against Dragons, although it won't be quite as high. Um, McDonald switching sides, of course. And then you've got guys like Nathan Brown. We're not worried about that. Cameron Cameron Smith, very high up. Um, 
and then Latrell Mitchell as well, um, and James Tedesco right up there as well. So go, if you don't have the app already, go get it. And all this information there, you can check it all out. There's a lot to digest. We've only just input it all in, so we're, we're digesting it ourselves, you know, from these teams being named earlier tonight. We've got to get to our tweets now. We'll start with um, Adam Roberts. Thoughts on Cook and Havili Hookers? Freeze up a heap of cash, but could be a disaster not starting Smith. Ryan, uh, he said the word, the D word, disaster. I would, I'd have to say that as much as I get why he's going that way, um, I, I can't buy it myself. Yeah, that's, look, everything he says is true. <laughs> uh, including including the disaster part because yeah. uh, you, you just have to start him you just you just can't not start him um, every time you think oh well maybe this season it's not going to be as prolific or it's not going to be as consistent but he's just proven time and time and time and time again that he is both he... on on the field and super coach wise he is consistent he'll get you points he kicks goals Scores the occasional try. 40-20s. Uh, yeah. He, he's going to be setting up stuff on Saturday night because Jackson Croft, the very inexperienced halves combination, don't... Yes. He'll be running out of dummy half, as he does anyway. He runs to the line or runs out to the side, and then he basically... It's almost like he's passing to himself as the first receiver because he just gets out there. <laughs> so he'll be doing that. He may even get into first receiver. You know, Munster's playing fullback. So he could combine with Munster directly. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 yes. I, think, I think you choose between Cook and Avili. I think they're two and three, and I don't think that there's much between either of them as you back up Hooker and Smith's your number one. Um, at Swamp Duck 04 asks, are Latu and Arrow traps? It, you know, when you look up the definition of the word trap in the Supercoach Dictionary. It's pretty much describing what these two guys are going through, but I don't want to call them a trap. So in a way, I'm contradicting myself, but they they do look a little bit trappish, don't they? Yeah, look, Arrow especially, because of his price, um, at 300 that's a big trap. And then Latu at 270 as a front row, yeah, look, I think there's a lot of guys that you could probably pick. Well, look, we, we went through it before. We saw with Mark Nichols, who's starting. Yeah. Um, he's much cheaper. And easier it's to possibly, bring guys you know. in at that price than to get them out yep. at that price. Like two rounds go and you're like, oh, Lardo's killing it. And, and Lardo's, Lardo played well in the preseason, so maybe... Yep. He's less of a trap because we've seen the likes of like Parsi had a good year um, in the preseason, in the past four Gold yeah. Coast as well, and he ended up coming through super coach wise at that early stage of the year, like getting some decent enough points, making you a bit of money. So Latu could do yeah. the same. Arrow has been touted for ages, so from that point of view, I think a lot of people now that he's named at number eight are going to be like Beauty, get on. But I don't know. I'm just so worried with that team. They just look really light on. Um, in the props and it, you know week two with Wallace and Hipgrave back two big boppers they could be the props and Arrow and Latu could be on the bench that's exactly right and the thing is with their price they, they're you know their break even points they're going to have to do something yeah they're more, they're more likely to lose, to lose your money than gain your money basically yeah I think I think yeah yeah probably Especially Arrow, uh, look, and they both have the potential, but it's more than not likely that, especially the way the Gold Coast could could be at your worst team this year. Um, a couple of questions I'll put into one. Justin Janenga asks, with no backup hooker named on bench for Eels, how will that affect Brown? And would you run with both Brown and Alvaro? And E Rascals asks, still keen on Alvaro with that bench name. We went through with it in some detail, Ryan, when we read out uh, when we got to the Eels preview and their lineup, um, but we talked more about Brown and not worried about him being in a hooker, but Alvaro's an interesting one, but I think named it prop ahead of the other players like um, Matungi Evans and Bo Scott means he'll get 50 minutes, maybe more, 
maybe 55, but we, we're, the predictor we're putting in 50 minutes. And I think that's enough for him um, with his abilities to to certainly get above his price because we saw in the finals what he was capable of and when he went off injured, just how Parramatta kind of fell apart. Yeah, look, we've yeah we've seen his talent, seen um what he, what he brings to the Eels. Uh, so it, it'd be if you if you if you're on him, it'd be hard to jump off him just because um, the bench has guys that might possibly take away some minutes from him. Um, yeah, and well, like know, yeah, you don't, Will you Smith don't know. Or Casey you, Pritchard might, might be, could end up yeah. being in that seventeen ahead of a like a guy like Matangi. Like you just yeah. you, you don't know on the day they're playing you know late in the round on a Sunday, so we're not really going to get a good gauge as to who's dropping off when they go down to nineteen. Um, you know, Arthur might might end up putting either a hooker or a, or Will Smith as a all round cover. And Maroa well, won't play right. 80. A lot of teams have they're both their edge guys play 80, but Maroa won't. So Takarangi comes on for him, potentially maybe even Bo Scott. And Mana, Matungi and Evans have never been big minute players. So Brown no, and Avaro will, 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 will chew up the bulk of those minutes there. Obviously Manu Mo will as well as at the left edge, but you know, as I said, most teams have both edge players playing 80, so the Eagles don't have that. Yep. All right. Um, that's that's also one big... more question, actually. All right. Let's let's get a last ditch question. You can uh, do yes. the honours. Uh, it's from uh, at D Hills Two. Um, he's got a, his, his quick fire. He said, "Is Slade Griffin a trap? Is SASA the real deal?" Um, and given um, Isaiah Papali appears to have been blooded early, is he a good chance of keeping? his start on the left edge when Manners returns. Yeah, I, I don't really... After what we saw last year with Papali, and I liked the guy, and he and he got over for a couple of tries. It kind of boosted his numbers, or certainly had one try there from memory, um, in very few minutes. And I do like him. I just like, you know, sometimes that size-speed combination you can kind of get enamoured with. But last year we saw what happened with Kearney. I don't think we can trust Kearney. Oh, he's been named on the side, and then a week, and then we get to the actual game, and he's not playing or he's on the bench, and that's what I'd be worried with Papali personally. Um, I'm more excited about those Knights players in Griffin and SASA. Um, I know that Brown, Nathan Brown, coach Nathan Brown in the past, has kind of chopped and changed, but I get the feeling that he's trying to get a more settled situation happening uh, up at Newcastle and he's pretty keen on these new buys, bringing them in and having them getting first crack at it. SASA looked good against the Eels. Not a lot of players did for Newcastle. He did. 350000 I like it. I just really like it. Um, front row is a position I think you should skimp on. I think you should go really high in cost for your second rowers and front row Alvaro, SASA, Fenua, Blake, um, and Kikau. I'm, I'm more than happy with that. That's actually probably almost too good. You know, you could probably fit a guy like Mark Nichols in there as well and then choose between Fenua, Blake, or SASA. But I'm very keen on SASA as, my, um, as one of my props just on the basis of what I saw in that one trial and the fact that Brown's picked him ahead of some of these other guys. I'm pretty excited. Um, I don't know what you take of it, Ryan, in regards to those those two guys and I guess as well um, Papali. Yeah, I agree with you on Papali. He's just a bit too unknown and with Mannering coming back, um, you know, at some stage, I think it's just going to depend on form. Uh, if he's yeah, if he has a good start of the year, he might might end up you know nabbing a spot, but it's just too early to tell that um, to be sure. You know to really hang your hat on him. Um, as for Slade Griffin being a trap, I don't think so. Um, I think he's going to play a lot of minutes. Uh, it looks like the only guy that they've picked that could probably cover um, in the ninth spot is Bura, but yeah, I don't and- think. He probably will, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's hard to tell for sure, but Lamb could play... um, This is how I see it. Bureau will probably stay in the middle 
unless he takes Fitzgibbon, gives Fitzgibbon a rest. Lamb will come on, Connor Watson will go to dummy half, Griffin will go off. Yeah. But the spell could be short. It, it might depend on the game. Maybe they want a bit more spark out of dummy half and Lamb, yeah. you know, they might be coming from behind. Maybe Griffin doesn't come back on. Or maybe they're in front and Griffin comes back on the last 15, you know. That's yep. just a short yeah, that spell. One, that one's going to be a hard one to see because they don't have an out-and-out, like, straight forward replacement, but it could be, yeah, shifting Heavily, um, shifting players on the field. Heavily has, with Garvey not being named, Heavily's now become the obvious one, unless you want to go Cook, because Cook also looks like he could be really dynamic, um, and it might be better than, than all those cheaper guys. Yep. Well, mate, I've got to read out um, Pete's picks for the GF, and he's going to rematch Cowboys v Storm with North Queensland getting the bickies and the Warriors the spoon. Uh, what have you got? Well, I've got um, Melbourne and the Roosters with Melbourne winning, um, and my spoon will be the Dogs. The Dogs? <laughs> well... The fans will be happy about that one. I've got um, the Eels winning it from the Roosters. And I was going to have um, Souths as last, but I thought they played pretty well in the Charity Shield, so I might bump them up a couple, which means Titans, because they were originally second last. Get the gong. Um, look, we weren't we weren't far off last year, so we'll see how we go this year. Ryan, thank you so much. Not sure if I'm talking to you next week or the week after, but either way, have a good weekend. Yeah, no worries at all. I'm looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, very excited, actually. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's finally here, the season. Um, you know, <laughs> it feels like we've been waiting ages, but now it's here. It's like, oh, it's already here. The app's out. Download it if you haven't already. I know a lot of you have. If you have, give us a review as well. It's always a good thing. Um, and review this podcast as well. Follow the links. If you don't have the app, get it before lockout Thursday night. That will really help it. But if, if not still going to help you along the way, particularly if you play daily leagues. We've got a lot of Moneyball stuff um, as well that's going to pop up there before Thursday, and obviously the previews as well. We're going to do previews for Moneyball this year as well, special ones um, different to the regular previews. So just even more stuff all there. It's just you know, so much so much information at your fingertips thanks to the app. So uh, get it today. I am Paulie G. Paul Grzadka. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck on the weekend with round one and good luck to everyone in our leagues. Maybe one of our leagues can take out the 10k. We'll be keeping our fingers crossed for that and talk to you next week. Bye for now.